0: But um how are we? Are we good? Are we good? Okay, that's good. Oh you are you are my third grandma. You are. I love you, Elmy. Okay, that's good. Well, hello. My name is Nathan and um yeah, I go to Tawa College. I'm 16 years old and I love Jesus. That's all there really is. Um I've been following for mm, about three years, just over maybe, and tonight I'm going to talk about how is Jesus the way, how is Jesus for the truth, and how is Jesus for life. So um, if you have your Bibles, turn to John 14one give you some time, awesome, and it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be with me where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This one verse has caused so much controversy. Um, it has caused so much, you know, hate on Jesus to say that he is the only way to eternal life. This takes out all other religion, and this takes out uh, every other way of life. That Jesus is the only way. This one statement is pretty much what got Jesus killed by the Pharisees. And, um... So Jesus, he is the only truth, he is the only life, and he is the only way. There is, uh, he didn't say he was one of many ways, he was one of many truths. He said he is the only way. So there is no other way <laughs> apart from Jesus. Except from Jesus, there is no other way, there is no other truth in this life, and there is no other. The other one. So, how is Jesus the truth, how is Jesus the life, how is Jesus the way? so uh, let 's begin with prayer, and um, i 'll ask you guys to pray as well, that you would open up your hearts to receive this uh, so let 's pray, yes, Lord, I, I thank you, Father, for Jesus, I thank you for the gift of your Son, I thank you for your love, Father, which was proven on the cross. I thank you, Father, that, that you so much you so love for us, that you burn with passion for us. I thank you, Father, for who you are, and I thank you Jesus. That, oh Lord, that you, for your love for us, that you are so merciful and you are so gracious, you are so loving, you are so kind. There is none like you and in heaven or on earth or under the earth. There is none like Jesus. There is one word that can describe you, and that is God. There is no other word that can describe you, and there is none like you, Jesus. And tonight, Lord, we exalt you above all, Lord God, and we say, have your way, have your dominion. And Lord Jesus, come, and Lord, show us and put us in all, Lord God, of who you are. Put the reverent fear of the Lord inside of our heart, Lord Jesus, that we may love you ultimately and completely, Lord Jesus. Teach us to love, and Lord, open up our hearts to receive you, more of you, Lord God. We love you, and Lord, tonight, direct our hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ, Lord God, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, how did Jesus make a way for people to get where he was going? Many religions have said uh, we have to strive we have to we have to try we have to strive to to get to heaven and to receive god's grace and um, it is the way of of goods it's trying to earn their way to heaven but jesus's way is the pathway of grace romans three twenty four to 25 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus whom god set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. It's a full-on verse. Jesus is the pathway to grace. We are justified, just as if we've never sinned, by his grace, which we receive freely. There is no cost to his grace, and there is nothing we can do to earn his grace. A lot of people believe that we have to earn our way to heaven, but Jesus' way is the way of grace. Some people think we have to strive to become worthy. When has this ever been about worth? You now imagine your child, and now imagine that child coming up to you one day and saying, Father or Mother, I am now worthy to be your son. It's silly, but that's us with God. We, we're not worthy, but through God's undeserved, freely given grace, shown on the cross, we are worthy and we are justified. Just as if we would never sinned, freely by his grace. And this is how Jesus is the way to eternal life. Because when we put our faith and repent in Jesus Christ, we are justified because of God's freely given grace. Jesus is the pathway to grace. Jesus is the pathway to redemption through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Redemption, in one definition, is the action of saving us from sin. So the redemption would obviously be the cross. Jesus hanging on the cross. But more than that, the father forsaking his son that he wouldn't have to forsake us. Father, Jesus crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The father turning away from his son that he wouldn't have to turn away from us. That's That's such love. Jesus is the way because in him there is redemption from our sins. Jesus has the power to redeem because he has taken our sins upon himself and he's taken our punishment upon himself god has given us his grace because jesus has paid for it all to jesus name be glory and honor and power and blessing forever we are righteous should we not live in righteousness to be holy because god is holy see i believe that everything has been paid for by Jesus' death and resurrection Jesus is the pathway to redemption. Jesus is the way because in him we have reconcilement. Reconcilement. It says in verse 25, to whom God set forth as a propitiation through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Jesus is our propitiation. Propitiation pretty much means reconcilement. So Jesus is our reconcilement. To who? In the beginning, we had perfect relation with God. We were blameless before him. We could hear God fully. We could understand fully. But ever since we sinned against God, we have fell. And over time, we have fallen deeper and deeper into our own selfish lusts and desires. So God sent forth his son to reconcile us back to this perfect relationship with God. Jesus is the way to reconcilement because by his blood, we may have reconcilement to the Father. Think of it like this. Imagine you and your friend standing 20 meters away. Now imagine a 19-meter brick wall being smack bang in the middle of you and your friend. You can't get around it. You can't get over it. You can't get under it. You could not have relation with your friend. God sent forth his son to take away this brick wall, which represents sin. And your friend represents the father. So in Jesus taking away this brick wall, we may have reconciliation back to our the father, our friend. So in Jesus taking away this brick wall, we have reconciliation back to the father. In Jesus taking away sin, we have reconciliation. Romans 8.14 So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. We are reconciled back to the Father by faith, but by the grace of God, we can put our faith in Jesus. And the Father did this to demonstrate his righteousness, his kindness, his love, his goodness, his mercy, his faithfulness. He did this to demonstrate his nature of love because our God is love. Jesus is the way to righteousness. Everybody can be righteous. Romans 3.22, even the righteousness of God Through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. The righteousness of God has been made known, not through the law, but through Jesus Christ to all who believe and have faith in Jesus Christ. It says in verse 22, to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. And going into verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, everybody can be righteous before God, to all, to everyone. It does not say to some or a specific group, but it says to everyone. The righteousness of God may be in you and on you, no matter what you have done, because everyone has sinned. No matter how shameful you feel or how guilty you feel, the righteousness of God may be imputed on you, because the one who was righteous, the one who was without sin or blemish, took our place and became unrighteous. And took our sin and our punishment and the righteous wrath of God upon himself. He took our place that we might be righteous before his eyes. Romans 3:30. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. So through faith in Jesus Christ, everyone may be righteous, Gentile and Jew. Jesus is the way to righteousness. Jesus is the way to be justified. In Jesus' forbearance which means in his patience and his self-control the father has passed on all sins committed onto jesus for all time verse 26 that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in jesus the father has done this that he may be just towards us imagine if a man owed two hundred thousand dollars to another man this man who owes the money goes into court And the judge looks at him and says, you owe a lot of money. But since I'm a loving judge, I'll let you go free. Is this just? This is corrupt. This is unjust. But what if the same man who owed the money goes into court and the judge looks at him and says, you owe a lot of money. But since I'm a loving judge, you may now go free because I have paid for it all. This judge will be called gracious. This judge will be called loving. This judge will be called kind. And and this judge will be called uh, just. This is what God has done, that he may be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. So this is how Jesus is the way, because salvation has been made known to us, not through the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ to everyone, to everybody who believes and have faith in Jesus Christ. We all may have redemption and reconcilement and we may be righteous before God because of Jesus. This is how Jesus is the way to eternal life. Because when we are righteous before him, we gain eternal life. So Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the personification of truth. Jesus is truth personified. John 8.32 So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The word abide means in one definition, accept or act in accordance with. So Jesus is saying, if you accept or act in accordance with my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John fourteen twenty one Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Now, those who accept his commandments and obey them, Jesus shall reveal himself to them. But going back to John 8.32, if we obey his word, we will know Jesus. We will know the truth. And in John 14.21, if we obey his commandments, we shall know Jesus. So according to scripture, Jesus is truth. John 17.17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. The father who Jesus was praying to, His word is truth. So the Father's word is truth. John 1.1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the Father's word is truth, and the word is God. So God's truth. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the personification of truth. And if we know truth, he shall set us free. So Jesus is saying Thomas, you are standing face to face with truth. I imagine Thomas being a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious before Jesus saying, you know, what is the way? What is, how do we get to heaven? You know, him being all sweaty and everything like that. And I believe Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. I am truth. I am the way. Trust in me. And maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you are nervous. Maybe you are anxious. Maybe you're a little bit confused. And I believe Jesus would say to you, don't be afraid. Trust me, I am all truth. There is no lie within me. There is no shadow of turning. I will never forsake you. Jesus is all truth. Jesus is truth because he sets us free from lies and deception of this world. See, the only way to be free from deception is not to be told more deception, but it is to be told the truth. The only way to be set free from lies is to be told the truth. And there is freedom from lies if we know him, if we know Jesus, if we obey his commandments. There is freedom from the deception and lies of this world. There is freedom from this yoke of bondage that we have because we know truth. Galatians 5, one. stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Jesus sets us free from the yoke of bondage to sin and to the desires of this world. Jesus is true freedom. And through his death and resurrection, he has made a way for us to liberty and to depart from the yoke of bondage. To set you free from your addictions, your secret lusts, the fake life you're living, from yourself. If we know truth, he shall set us free. Jesus is truth. He is the personification of truth. And he sets us free from lies. And I challenge you to go out, seek truth, seek Jesus, get it in your heart, get it for yourself, be set free. Seek Jesus, and I promise you, you will not come up empty-handed. Jesus is the life. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. I am the only way, I am the only truth, and I am the only life. And there is no other life apart from Jesus. John six sixty six. from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. I remember this one night I came home after fight and I went upstairs into my room and, and I was on the fence. I was thinking, should I keep following Jesus? Should I keep going after him? And I was thinking about the world and, and what it offers me. And I was thinking about Jesus and what he offers me. And I thought, Jesus offers me life and life abundantly. Where else can we go? Where else can I go? You know, This world offers me but a dream. Jesus offers me life. He offers me eternal life. He offers me everything I could ever ask for. He offers me life and life abundantly. Everything passes away, but Jesus lasts forever. John 1, 3-4. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. And in him was life and the life was the light of men. All things were made through Jesus, and without him, nothing was made. So without Jesus, there is no life, and there is no creation. Apart from Jesus, there is nothing. Jesus is life because if we believe in him, we have eternal life. The gift of everlasting life. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Read that again. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. If we put our faith in Jesus, we have eternal life. Though we shall die, we shall live. Because Jesus is life and only Jesus. Not any other idol, not any other person. Jesus is life. And if we put our faith in Him and Him alone, we shall gain eternal life. Jesus is life. If you believe in Santa, if you believe in Santa, kids, okay, if you believe in Santa and on Christmas you see under the tree, because we all love trees, gifts, where do you believe these gifts came from? You don't believe they came from your parents, you believe they came from Santa, correct? So, On Christmas, you believe that Santa is the gift giver, not your parents. No, you just, yeah, Santa is the gift giver. So if we believe in Jesus and we have gained eternal life, the gift of eternal life, therefore, Jesus, isn't he the life giver? Jesus is the life giver. Jesus is life because he has crucified our flesh with him, and now we live according to his spirit. John 6, 6 knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Our old man, our sinful self, our fleshly nature, has been crucified with Christ and put to death, that we may no longer follow it, but we may follow the Spirit. Romans eight two calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit, of life. For if our fleshly nature has been put to death, then we are free from sin and we have life with Christ because of God's Spirit, which is the spirit of life. For if our flesh and we now do not go to hell because of our sin, but we gain eternal life because we do not follow the fleshly nature which has been crucified with Jesus. Romans eight one There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So truly, Jesus has brought life and life more abundantly. So Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Uh, music team, come up. Gee, sound cool. So Jesus is the way to eternal life, because in him we have reconcilement to the Father, we have redemption from sin, and with him we are righteous. And we gain eternal life from him. Jesus is life. Jesus is the way to eternal life. Jesus is the truth. He's the only truth in this world. And though we sin, because we all have sin within us, it brings separation between us and God. Genesis 3, 7-9. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord, As he is walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to man, saying, Where are you? So sin, Adam and Eve sinned, and it brought separation between us and God. So sin brings separation, clearly. The Father saw this as a problem. It is a problem within us. We've all all, tried to get over it in our flesh. We've all tried to stop uh, doing certain things and, and doing other things, and we just fail. Correct? We all sin. We have sin within us. And the Father saw this as a problem. And so he sent forth his only son to to redeem us, just like I talked about, to reconcile us because he loves us. That's the only reason, because he loves us and he wants to spend eternity with us. The Father sent forth his son to take away sin and to take the punishment for us, that he may make a way to eternal life, that Jesus may be the only way to eternal life. And Jesus asks you tonight to follow him. And it will cost you everything to follow him. And I trust me, it will cost you everything. It will cost you your reputation. And it will cost you friends. It will cost you everything to follow him. But it's worth it. Jesus is worth it. He's more than you could ever ask for. He's more than you could ever think about. Jesus, he wraps himself with the darkness as a cloud there's fire before him and a powerful storm surrounds him. His eyes are fire, a uh, tongue, uh, tongue of a double-edged sword. His hair white as wool and his garment dripped in blood. He's on a white horse and he's coming back very soon. I believe that we are in the last days; that Jesus is coming back very soon. And tonight, I'm not going to ask you to, uh, to give your hearts to him that tomorrow you may go back to the life you lived and you may just forget about this night. I'm asking that you be real. You be genuine, that you repent from living in such a way against him, from living in selfishness and greed against him, because we owe Jesus everything, don't we? We owe Jesus everything because he's given himself, which is everything. So we owe him everything. So tonight we're just going to have some worship. And and if you want to give your hearts to God, if you want to repent, get right with him, then I ask you just to do that in your own space. Just be real with him and just be genuine with him. And so, let's do this. Let's just worship our king. He's amazing. Thank you.